Well, we're consistently inconsistent. <laughs> right. I wish somebody loved me as much as you love Fruit Punch. Can I edit my list? <laughs> I had a salad yesterday. Oh. It was good. That's good. Where from? Proud of you, Chad. Uh, from uh, <laughs> Brewhouse. It's cool that after, you know, six years or whatever that you guys stuck it out, you know, you really cared about the name that much. I got to tell you, here at Sonder, what we would have done. <laughs> Feels like NASA's going to have a problem with this. Uh, let's pick a new name. One of my favorite things you've ever said, Danny, is that Friday is a feeling. Yep. I, it's like vacation I is get a that feeling. On me. If you're worried about the dirt and the grime, the germs, whatever it may be on the outside of your lime, Stay home, man. Oh, I'm excited about this one, Danny. This is going to be fun. Uh, we are, are blessed to work in an industry where we get to do what we love. We are even more blessed that this industry has brought us together and introduced us and connected and crossed paths with people because of this industry. Mm-hmm. And the dude sitting to my left is prime example of that. One of my favorite humans on the planet. Uh, easily one of my favorite people I've been able to meet because of Sonder. Uh, and I'm talking about Devin Duggar. Um, president, I guess, I mean, that's title, right? President? Correct. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know that it is. I just don't, I mean, I don't feel like that does enough justice. You know well, what I'm saying? Well, first, first, let me uh, just say I hope I can live up to that introduction. <laughs> very, very nice. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Of Ohio Eagle Distributing. Correct. Yep. And uh, we partnered with y'all officially last month, November, uh, was our first, November 1st was our first day uh, as as business partners moving forward, and uh, so far so good. It's been, at least from my perspective, I've got Chad sitting across from you, um, I believe from his perspective as well, off without a hitch, we're excited, uh, and the ball is, is steadily rolling. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a really awesome thing so far. Uh, you're right, November first, so what seven weeks in, and it's been uh, really great for our team to be able to sell a brand as good as Sonder and uh, have have the quality in the variety. You know, I think I counted the other day we're, we're selling currently 15 different cans like brands of Sonder. <laughs> that's crazy, but that's awesome to have. <laughs> is that is that awesome for you guys as well? I mean, we think it's cool, well, but it ha- there has to be challenges for you guys as well. I with mean, that. Kayla will tell you. I, I asked her. I said, "Is this a normal thing?" <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 she's uh, like, and she said, "We're seven weeks in. I don't know." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she literally said, "I don't know. I don't think so, but I don't know." I'm like, "No, it's it's cool." Uh, I tell you what, my fridge at home is definitely stocked with some stuff, <laughs> uh, which has been which has been good. But but no, man, it's been a great experience so far. And, and you know what, like you know, and again, I mean it. Thanks for the introduction, but it, it's been awesome getting to know you, Justin. But it's been great to get to know the team over mm. the last, I guess, four months. Is kind of we got down to it. Yeah, and uh, everybody's personality and, and and you know what makes this a brand. Yeah, right? what makes this a, a story? Right. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's cool. I mean, you're and, I, you're and I's paths crossed way back in 2019. I remember, and I, I tell this story a lot, but before we decided as a company to dive into self-distribution, we did our due diligence. And the first thing we did before we really went all in and invested in a director of sales and invested in an extra delivery vehicle and all this stuff was we thought, well, let's make sure this is the model we want to do to start. 
And we knew that, you know, once we got to a certain point, we'd have to evaluate that, which is what we've done. But it was, do we start self-distro, build the brand, and then, and then go from there? Or do we just hit it with a distributor and launch this thing, huge shotgun approach? And we met with you. We met with several others, basically all the big players in town. And I'll never forget your response to me. When I emailed you, I, emailed, I sent basically the same canned email to everyone with a little bit of a different, you know, personal touch in there. But it was, hey, thanks for meeting with us. Thanks for taking the time. But at this time, we feel it's best for our company to give this thing a shot on our own to start. Uh, but we know this isn't the end for us. We know that this something else uh, is bigger than this moving forward and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And I'll never forget your response. Uh, frankly, most of the other responses we got. Um, I was going to say, did you get a response from everyone? Uh, we did not. Yeah, uh, but the ones that we did, uh, it was a mixed bag. There was some anger there. There was some frustration. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devin's response, uh, do you remember what you said or, or, or no? Yeah, it's okay th- if you don't. Yeah, but. I think I said something along the lines of, you know, it's a, it's a, big, it's a big step to take. And sometimes, you know, going through the process and kicking tires is kind of what you need to do to know where you need to be. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and I meant that because at the, at, at the end of the day, it is a marriage. Once yep. you sign the contract, it's a, it's a pretty hard contract to get out of, which we won't discuss for time purposes today. <laughs> but, <laughs> but honestly, um, you know, if you're not 100% sure what you want to do, you kind of need to figure out what the options are. And then if it feels right to go one way, you should go that way. Yep. I mean – I would never want to go, oh, let me talk you out of that. Because we know now the partnership has got to be mutually agreed upon. Yep. So I well, meant it. You, know? you said that. You also added something in. You said, good for you. This is the decision I would have made if I was in your, if I was in your shoes as well. And then you added at the end, but this won't be our last conversation. <laughs> yes. See, I did I tell you that, that you would. <laughs> well, no, I told you that I'd be in the brewery as a fan. And you were. You, you were in line for releases. You were, you were in the tap room. And, and what spurned out of that was a friendship for you and sure. I over mutual interests, not just beer. There's sneakers. There's similar personalities. Yep. There's, there's all of those things, right? But, but what, what has continued to impress me um, is, that, is, is the, the genuineness uh, of, of our relationship, our friendship, uh, and that goes beyond just the fact that I know you're a fan of the beer, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's a very humble approach to to think about the other person's shoes. Like, like you were saying, like some people were mad, some people you had some mixed bags of responses. It's cool to see someone understand. Like, all right, I respect your decision. That's what I would have done. Like, but we'll talk soon. Sure, like, and then I think um, you know I don't know every state that you can self-distribute. There's not, I know, not most of them I think you still can't. But Every law, every state is Every state's different, and, right? Yeah. But, you know, so... I believe there's, there are 12 states. Well, I guess there would be more now because Kentucky just passed yeah, some... Yeah, they've changed it. But at one point, there were 12 states, I believe, that would allow it up to a certain threshold, yeah. right? Um, Ohio, it's crazy. It's like a million barrels you can self-distribute. So, so I mean, that's a Unless lot. Unless you're Anheuser-Busch, you can essentially self-distribute. Pretty much, yep, yeah. yep. yeah. Which, um, yeah, which is interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, every, every state has different laws. But, you know, I think, you know, states that you can self-distribute, and especially as a young brand, it's a lot of margin to give up in, in the early parts, especially when you're not sure, you know, you're figuring it all out as you go. You yep. know, it's kind of one of the most interesting businesses that you could ever start as a brewery, right? 
you know, when you start it, you're like, what, what are we going to make? Well, beer. What kind of beer? We don't know. What are we going to name it? We don't know. We're, we're going to all figure this out as we go along. Yep. Generally, other business, people who start businesses are either buying one or you're starting one. This is an industry that's proven, and you, you know what ro- route you're going down. This one is just it's almost like a restaurant. I think we're going to have a wing joint. We're not sure exactly what we're going to have. So <laughs> we work in the best industry, and it's beer. Yep. And even the, even the screw-ups can sometimes turn out to be either good or a great learning experience. And, again, we, you know, we have this, this – uh, this, term we use at the office all the time like it's just beer yep like we get all bent out of shape about certain things but at the end of the day we're selling beer and that's it you know we're, yep, if we have exactly a bad right. day we lose a tap or something you know or lose a placement that's not that bad of a day yep you know some people have a bad day and things go really really horrible for them mm-hmm. so i mean in the scheme of things i was not that bad i always commend chad he has that attitude to a t as well he keeps a really positive attitude because I think we've faced a lot of problems over the first three years of doing this, but most of them have been good problems. And he's always the person to, you know, bring that up. Like, hey, we're talking about this. We're having this discussion because, you know, we've been successful and we need to keep growing and we're pushing the pace here and we're betting on ourselves. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're we're doing this because, you know, we're succeeding and we're growing this place and we have a lot of passion for it. And Chad's always really good at keeping that attitude as well. Yeah, we're... We're all going home at night. We're all putting our heads on our pillows. Um, yeah. We didn't cause any catastrophes. Yep. Right? Although they might feel like it in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's... Well, it's, you know... Yeah, and I, It's our livelihood, but it is just beer. Yeah. And we're so fortunate that we get to put those two things together, and our livelihood is in beer. Sure. And I think we don't take enough time to, to literally stop and just think about that. You know, towards the end of the year, I guess, you know, Christmas time is always a fun time to kind of reflect of, of the end of the year. But when you think about it... We're in the world's best industry, and we get to sell awesome products. We get to meet great people, and we get to go great places. And, um, you know, sometimes you just you lose sight of that. But, you know, again, you have a bad day, you just move on. And I think that's the good personality in the thought. Not everybody – this is not a hard business, in my opinion. Right. I think it's hard to, to be a successful brewery, much harder than what I do. Um, because you, you have to be – you have to be – a mad scientist like you know chase over here you have to you have to come up with amazing <laughs> it's awesome ideas. this is one of those times i wish we had video because as he's saying mad scientist he's literally like pointing at chase when when devin sat down he's looking over and he's just looking at chase and chase is in his computer and he's got his hands in his hair and his hair's everywhere uh, it was his hair looked awesome. like he had been touching one of those um like electro balls the static electricity the static, ball like, yeah. it's just everywhere yeah. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, or Chris it. Farley and Tommy Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Chase is hero, funny enough, too. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's I think an easy business as far as I'm concerned, as far as distributing beer. However, it's not for everybody, right? This business isn't for everybody. Uh, and even if you are the best beer guy or girl out there, if you don't have a support, like if you're married and your spouse doesn't get get down with that, because because the, the the hours and the it, dedication, it, that's right. And, that's right. You know, again, I'm not saying this is harder than anything else. I'm just saying, you know, I think we're the, the people at this table and the people who are in this brewery and the people that are over at Allen Road that, that are on our team, we're good at it. I, 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 I agree with that. And that's, that's one of the things for me. So if you want to take a, if you want to take a, a good look, <laughs> I was waiting on you. I was trying to figure out how to say that without you Tommy boying me in the middle yeah. of that. If you want to take a good look at a T-bone. Yeah. No, it's it's got to be your butcher. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to take a really good look at the culture of a company from the top down, 
start at the top, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's what for me it was always. I, I knew the culture of your company without ever meeting them because I knew you. And I and I think the ultimate compliment somebody could ever give me is is a similar statement, right? Well, ultimately, a lot of what you're saying is that, right? I, I try not to, and, and, and this, I don't always win at this, right? There are days where I'm, I'm better at this than others, but I try not to put too much pressure on anybody because at the end of the day, we are blessed to do this. We have an opportunity to do this well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and yeah, there are ways that you can mess up that matter. Yep. Don't, don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, uh, your team and your culture fits so well with who we are and that's why I always knew it. Chase and I were in the background. So, so Chase and I, for very different reasons. Uh, and Chase enjoyed meeting you the first time as well, just like I did. But I'll never forget, we, we, we toured your facility that first time. And we walked out, and Chase goes, if we ever go with anyone, it's going to be them because their facility is clean. I could eat off that floor. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but Devin, man, that, that dude's <laughs> a man. And then, so we, we, you know, we kind of always knew for a long time or always had this thought for a long time that when and if we ever get to this point, you were the first conversation I was going to have, and you knew that. But, but what's really cool is how well, and Chad, I think you can speak to this a little bit now. What's, what's cool for Devin and I is we can continue to kind of drive the bus for our companies here. But you have really, I would say you, and then on the Ohio Eagle side, Kayla and Matt, have, have dove into driving the teams from there. How, is it, how has it been for you working with their team for the last seven weeks. And by the way, Chad said something, and, and shout out to, to Brooke Blount, Chad's better half, yeah. uh, and, and Kayla's better half. There was a point when we, when we had our kickoff meeting, Devin, Chad said, I've literally talked to Kayla more in the last three weeks than I have my own wife because there's a big buildup yeah. for that opening that nobody knows about, right? Where we're talking about inventory, and we're talking about how do we get kegs from here, and how do we secure tap handles, and how do we do all of well, this? Well, going, especially going into established markets, right? Right, where it, where you're going into a new market, it's like, all right, we kind of think it's going to be this. But we have hard numbers, hard facts to back that up, and so we know exactly what Eagle needs day one to roll this out. So there's a lot of talk about that, and then just learning how they operate. And Kayla and Matt have been fantastic. The entire team's uh, been really supportive. This is my first venture into something like this. So uh, they've they've helped me. I'm about to take the training wheels off, I think, mm-hmm. in 2022. But they've definitely been been uh, super helpful. But I will say this, Devin, I didn't know that we had a conversation in 2019. Um, I didn't. Obviously, there was conversations that that the two of you were having, or whoever was involved before I became involved. Um, but your reputation as the gold standard of beer distributor in Cincinnati was known long before I knew that we were going into a relationship. Um, so when I found, when I got word that this is who we were going with, I was so happy because when I'm out talking to accounts, I'm talking about. Yes, yeah, specifically, sorry to cut you off, but I just want to be clear specifically what you're referring to is we had customers, we had clients who mm-hmm. were saying, Oh, you guys are going with Eagle. That's great. That's who you should be going. I had with. people yeah. giving us advice. Like if you guys ever go with a distributor, they should be the one you go with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, no, that's no disrespect to anyone else. No. Sure. It's just, and I think a lot of people, one, one account in particular, I think knew that, that our two companies just in general would marry well. Yes. And it, and it did, right? Mm-hmm. And, and again, like you said, it's not, not to speak ill upon anybody else. It's just, it was a known uh, 
there's an, a lot of a lot in common. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're both in the suburbs. Yep. Right, which is one thing. So we both kind of are in the same backyard. Um, you both, and Justin are obviously both of the owners have a pretty good keen eye for shoes. Yeah, <laughs> that matters. Um, the sneaks. <laughs> Which is exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> try liking before, sneakers, buddy. Before we, yeah. <laughs> what's exhausting say? for you? Try it on this side, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Before we got on, before we we you got here, Devin, uh, Chad goes. Are we going to talk about shoes for an hour? And I was like, No, no, no. I'll make sure we don't. We'll do it off air. It's fine. It's fine. But here we are. Uh, <laughs> no, sorry, I cut you off. Keep going. No, though, I, it, it matters. No, it's um, that's it. It just. No. Your team obviously has done a good job in the market. Is continuing to do a good job, and you should be proud of what your team is doing. Uh, just like Justin should here, um, you have a really good group, and they're they're representing your company and just doing fantastic work out there. And I and I really appreciate that, and I agree, and I think our team is the best, and it's because of who we are. And, and kind of going back to the culture piece, right? Every person in this building who has a job inside or outside the brewery represents Saunders creates the brand, yep. right? They're all responsible for that. Yep. Okay, so same thing with us, right? Our brand is who we are, but we don't sell Ohio Eagle, right? We sell Sonder, Country Boy, Budweiser, all these things. So we have to be really, our, our culture has to be really tight internally, but we also have to remember we're representing other people's cultures too. That's so right. we just, and it just boils down to just having good people who give a shit yep. and care and take care of the brand like it's theirs. And, I th- and, and that's all it boils down to. And, you know, By the way, sometimes just finding people who give a shit is hard. It's the most important metric we have at our company. I don't care if you're a mediocre salesperson. If you care... That we you always have a job with us because you cannot teach that. We can That's right. Try to teach you can make, you can teach somebody how to sell, or you can yeah. teach somebody product. You can't teach somebody work ethic. Sure. People have it or they don't. Yeah, you know? that's right. I so, agree with that. You know, so we try to be. If a consumer knows who Ohio Eagle is, I don't think we're doing our job. I think we should be the silent beer delivery team that nobody even knows who we are. If you're a consumer, and that I, means we're doing it right. I that's agree good. with you, and uh, I think that. You know, we've talked about it before. It's always so exciting to add people to the Sonder team when we hire, you know. Um, we love this place. We love bringing talented, excited people into this place as well. Like, I had that same feeling on the launch day with your team. It was so much fun having them all in the tent and feeling like we're adding, you know, 50, like 40, 50 more people to this family. And, you know, just your excitement and your understanding of, you know, our brand and knowing that, you know, your team is me excited to add us was really cool. And I think, you know, some of the stuff we're doing to, you know, make them feel like they're part of the Sondra family too, you know, like what Chad's idea was to, you know, put a sticker on the back of every Ohio Eagle badge so that an Ohio Eagle employee can come to Sondra and have a shift beer after a shift, like that's something that, you know, we relish in and that we really love here. It's one of the best perks about working at a brewery, having your team be able to do that as well. And, you know, hopefully they take us up on that. Like we'd love to oh, see yeah. them in the building as much yeah. as they want to be. We here. love that. It was a, it was a great idea. And, yeah. and, and, um, I, you know, I've said this before, the more you spend, the more time you spend in a brewery, the more you kind of like, like soak in the DNA that soak yeah. in what they're doing and, and you become an ambassador. Yep. You know, you, you start off as a, 
you know, I would say a, a, a beer associate, brand associate, but you turn into an ambassador the more you're around here. So it's a great idea, and our and our team really appreciates it. And it's gonna it's gonna pay dividends on both sides, you know. Well, I'll say this: I've learned more about Sonder in the beer industry at the corner of the bar and the tap room than I have in this officer in the production. Room, that's good, right? And so, and that's knowing the people as well. So the more that the Ohio Eagle family can come in and we can all be together and learn about each other at the corner of the bar, the better we're all better off. We all are. Yeah, I agree. And I think you're right. I think, you know, more in this industry gets done over a beer after a meeting or after the day's done for sure, then gets done. And I don't mean like we're not working. I mean like the breakthroughs happen after when we have a beer, you know, there's a reason we all, there's a reason we all are in this industry, right? We're passionate about beer, right? But, but being passionate about beer is the conduit, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so once you have that beer in front of you, look, look where we are right now, right? It, we always say that once you get the person, so Devin, you have a, a, enough charisma that it doesn't matter, but there are some people, this might be hard for you to believe in your, in, in your uh, big skin, but, <laughs> but, but some people sit in that chair right there and all they can see is the microphone, mm-hmm. right? And so what, what helps them forget the mics there? beer yep right and that's like anything right once we start having beers together man that's the thing that brings us together you might be the furthest thing from me politically or sports fandom wise or Mm -hmm. socially or whatever but you know what i bet we can agree on a beer absolutely and so when we sit down over a beer guess what happens usually a guard comes down a thought block comes down and all of a sudden now we can start to have real conversations and that's no different in business Yep. That's I, why as many as many times as we can, I try to have meetings unless it's another brewery, I'm I'm happy to go there. If it's not a brewery, man, come here, we'll host you. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I think what's uh this is cliche, but the star of all this is beer. And you, you nailed it, right? I mean for generations, for, for thousands of years, people have been coming together over a beer. That's right. Right? Falling in love over a beer, signing deals over a beer, yep. you know. Uh you know, drowning their sorrows in a beer, hopefully responsibly. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I think that's that's the star of the show, and that's going to happen forever, you know, and I think that's what's part of just this cool industry to be in. And, um, and, and when you make beer the star, like you guys have, for quality and for variety, and we make beer the star and not us, you know, special things happen. Um. I have, a, I have a story I don't think I've ever told you. Uh-oh. <clears throat> I love this. This, yeah. this could go so many different ways. So I'm going to tell Dude, my, I just kind of like buckled in. <laughs> I refill my glass. Uh, uh, and I, you know, I'm going to tell myself a little bit, but it, it kind of goes back to what you guys are doing here. And I'm sure this is not the first time you've heard this, but when that article came out that you guys were spending X amount of million dollars opening up a brewery, Building it from scratch, it was a picture. I think it was you, Chase, and Jen, right? People screenshotted that and kind of sent it around, <clears throat> and everybody's like, "Look at these idiots!" <laughs> <laughs> because Honest, honestly, like, probably fair. Yeah, like, yeah. You know. yeah. No, what are they and, doing? And, and yeah. you know, you know, you got to go back to the time where, like, you know, I, I even said it. I go, man, I wonder if you gave Ryan guys five million bucks to open a new brewery, they'd probably go, "No, no, thanks." Because the the industry was so flooded, 
Yep. So I kind of like chuckled and laughed, and I was like, yeah, that's, that's ambitious, man. Holy shit. Uh, and then I kind of thought about it for a while, and I go, you know what? Shit, I hope they do it. I mean, it's ballsy. It, you know, back then to do it and, and spend all that money, and I'm like, boy, I really hope they, they have their shit together, and uh, we'll see. And then when you guys open and I tried your beer and I'm like, okay, uh, <laughs> okay, I think I think they're I think they're on the right path. And then everything you guys have done since, right? Uh, very special uh, partnerships you've done with you know Kings Island and the Jug and, and multiple other ones. You guys have been a great steward of the community, and you guys make great beer and you're great people. So you've done it all right. I'm sure you guys have screwed things up along the way and learned from it, but. You know, going from the industry as a whole kind of laughing at you guys to now, I think everybody's like, well, we probably shouldn't have laughed at them back then. Because, I mean, you guys have done some amazing things. Thank, and you thanks just for got, sharing that. And yeah. you just got started. Thanks for sharing that, man. Uh, so I have not heard that from you. I will tell you. Most good ideas probably do get laughed at. A hundred percent, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I read somewhere that uh, Elon Musk has had over, has had over 100 uh, or before it was something I'm going to, I'm going to mess this up. So nobody fact check me on this. It's something to this effect. The, the, the aha moment still stands. Elon Musk has, Elon Musk had over 100 patents turned down before Tesla, before like the one. Yeah. Um, and, and pitched and did all this stuff. Right. Listen, we're not we're not Tesla. Don't don't get me wrong. How many failed breweries did you do before you started? <laughs> don't, don't, don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm saying. My my point is my point is, uh, man, I had a fire burning in me to do something entrepreneurial for years, and yeah, this was ambitious. And yeah, it's still. By the way, when we talk about 2022, everything we tell you is going to be ambitious. That's that's who we sure. are. That's who yeah. I am. Devin, we, we wouldn't have this partnership if you didn't at least appreciate a little bit that ambition. Absolutely. Right? And, and I hope that the people who listen to this and our fans and maybe competitors, maybe people that listen to this that aren't our fans would understand about us or at least appreciate and respect is that we're not going to just sit back and settle. That's, that's evidenced by what the story you just told, Devin. I had a, a really cool situation. Uh, DH, who's friend of the show obviously uh everyone on the on this podcast knows dh by the lime intro uh he actually shared something similar to me uh he said he's like dude he goes uh, in his you know super lexingtonisms he said uh i'll do my best dh here he says uh, he goes dude when i first heard about y'all it was from some of, of one of my buddies up in Cincinnati, sends me a screenshot of some architectural rendering of what y'all were going to do, and all, all I thought to myself was, damn, they could pay for an architect? <laughs> that is, by the way, 100% what DH would say, and, a, and that was a pretty good uh, It is a good DH. Yeah. does a good DH. Uh, it it, it wasn't me who sent him when you said like <laughs> When you said Lexingtonism, though, I thought it was going to be like all like just turned into country, like... 
if he ain't got no grasshopper on his porch and he ain't got no grasshopper, like <laughs> something, right? Like some weird Finish thing. that. What does that mean? Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I just know that they talk about grasshoppers and porches a lot. So, so I put it together. So uh, DH, real quick, since we're on the subject. What a special guy he is. Oh, we got to protect him with all at all costs because that guy. Yeah, he and Marshawn Lynch should be put in a room together and protected <laughs> yeah. by the Secret Service. Yeah. Two national treasures. Yeah. Do you know that guy just went on like a week-long duck hunt where oh, yeah. he was in a bunker? Yeah, yeah, but it was like video. heated with flat screens. He FaceTimed me from this yes. thing. So what I've learned that is... That guy lives different than you and I. What I've learned in this industry is people like to FaceTime. <laughs> I don't FaceTime anybody except... Only people I get FaceTime... I, I do. From, other than my wife and kids is you and DH. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> FaceTime, get, you're like, well, I'm going to answer. I get like four or five beers in me, and I'm like, hey, hon, I'm going to FaceTime Devin real quick. <laughs> She's like, why? He doesn't want to see you. And I was like, yeah, I know, but I got to tell him about this cool thing we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, uh, he has some really amazing hunting locations. So he FaceTimed the other day at this that dug bunker and I'm like, this is what happens when they give you rednecks money. <laughs> and he's laughing. And I you know, and I, <laughs> I was just screw with him, but I'm like, that's badass. It really I went was. turkey turkey hunting with him and uh he's got a, a blind he called a blind for those who don't know you. It's a it's a room you sit in where you're like hiding from a an animal. I don't know why they call it a blind. <laughs> Maybe it's because the animals are blind they can't see I don't know. Uh, he's got one that's amazing. It's heated and air conditioning. It has TV. It has a Blackstone grill installed in it. Bro, that's not hunting, though, right? Oh, yeah, that's still hunting. What's the, Is what, it? What's the like... It runs with the generator. A little <laughs> you know how there's camo hunt, generator. You know how there's camping and glamping? Yeah. yeah, what, yeah. What's the, like, hunting version yeah. of glamping? Uh, well, here's that's, the that's deal. That's what it sounds like to you. It is. But, but, like, some people are like, oh, that's not real <laughs> hunting. But I'm like, what's real hunting? Freezing your ass off? That's a good like, point. Yeah. I like being warm and watching TV, too. Dude, I've got, I mean, I've got, all no, I know, beef, I've got no beef with glamping. I no, would have no beef with, like, hunting. Glunting? We're yeah. making it a thing. All I yeah. know is he told me on this FaceTime that next year you and I are joining him, and I'm like, I'm in. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely I'll bust his balls all we want, and I'll make fun of him, but I'm, in. I'm there. I mean, yeah. listen, Dude. they're like in a bunker on this lake that's heated with, like, couches and flat-screen TV. TVs. In a toilet. <laughs> I just want to be in more situations where DH and I are drinking. Dude. Same. Yeah. I've Same. enjoyed every single one I've had. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. crew uh, – that w- when we met those guys in partnership with those guys, it reminded me of why I like beer so much. That's right. Yeah, those guys are the best of the best of what's good in the industry. Mm-hmm. Like they don't. You might talk to them for two weeks, and they're never gonna. You won't even hear them talk about their beer. Right. They're they're they're. I would almost consider a lifestyle brand yeah. because they're 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 drinking beer and making beer that they like that represents their state of the commonwealth uh it represents what they do and so it's so goddamn genuine it's it's really really cool it, to it's, see that the, the words you just used that i was gonna i was gonna say and you beat me to it is genuine mm-hmm. it is so genuine and that's what again again i'm in a space now in my life where i don't have a lot of time i certainly don't have the bandwidth for fake or for trying to force things, yeah. right? And and that's where, you know, I I, uh, I think I've said this on the podcast in the last month. Uh, I think I said it on one of our anniversary podcasts, Danny. But but I'll just reiterate it to you, Devin. And it's so true: is you may have known someone for thirty years who has worse intentions for you than somebody that's known you for thirty minutes. Yeah, and and I believe that, and and I believe that. That uh, I believe that God puts people in your lives for reasons, and 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 that that it, that it matters, and that there are uh, intentional 
uh, plays out. And, and that's, you know, not to yeah. get too existential with all this, but, but that's where, you know, why I'm so excited about, about a hundred percent. And so like you and like a lot of people out there, you know, raising kids and trying to figure out how to be a dad, you know, every day, right. You know, you're just kind of going with what you think is best. And what I've tried to do lately is talk to my kids about perspective. Yep. You know, my daughter, she's seven and you know, she's really, you know, into a lot of stuff and, and emotional and excitable, but just, you know, a, a wonderful being, you know, yep. like the best thing that, you know, I've ever done is be a dad to those kids. Yep. Um, perspective, right? So, you know, COVID has been a really, obviously, a, a strange, interesting time for everybody in this world. And I think, you know, some people have had horrible experiences. Some people have experienced death and, and loss, and it's, it's been, it's been freaking crazy. Yep. But I think it reiterated the fact that if you're not surrounded by a bunch of people who are rooting for you, that's right. What are you doing? That's right. There's too many people out there who would really root for you. And I think like, you know, when it comes to, you know, <clears throat> DH and, and, and you guys, and, and it, by the way, country boy has an amazing team over there. It ain't just DH, but DH of course is like, <laughs> he's, he's just, the mascot. I mean, he's the guy that wants to be known, right? Yeah. Danny, that, that story when, when we're down there and he just pops up when the camera comes oh, out. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, everyone, has, everyone called a, it, right? The guy's a nose for it. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, all those guys, and they have such a spectrum of, 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 you know, and it's like, you know, it, it, it it's such a spectrum of people over there who know it. But anyways, all those guys are just normal people rooting for each other. And, yeah. and, and if you don't have that in your life, like, it's a great time to, while you can't do all the things you want to do, is start calling your, your, your friend list and then just be with people who care about you and root for you and, and want you to do well. I, I completely agree. That's it. So, I completely agree. So I'd be remiss to not ask this question while we got the three of you here behind mics. Um, you touched on a little bit earlier, Justin, about – um, you know, we we kicked around the idea with going a distributor for a long time. Um, we said no a couple of times, um, but we ultimately did obviously choose to go with Ohio Eagle in you know a lot of states here in Ohio. Um, what was that process like for all of you guys? And you know, for Justin and Chad, what pushed you guys to get to that decision? And Devin, with you, you know, you tried to get our business a while back. You ended up getting it. Um, what was that process like from your end as well, and why were we such a fit from your end? That's a that's a really good question. I'll start. Yeah, yeah um, go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm glad you asked that question because I think a lot of consumers, you know, I think distributing beer is a misconception misconception for a lot of craft beer consumers. They don't know who sells whose beer and who does their own thing, and there's a lot of misconceptions on people self distributing. And I know that you know. I'm I'm thrilled with the timing that we had as a company, but I just I'd love to hear your guys' perspectives on you know what the timing was like and what were the motivations. Yeah, uh, so for us, it's something we felt close. We felt close to the vest for obviously three years, right? Um, for the company, uh, so there's financial implications, right? So we obviously have to pay these guys to have the logistical infrastructure uh, to do the things that we can't do. Um, we, we hit a crossroads. So as a company, we knew from the beginning we were at a, we were at a basically in, within this building, within the confines of our, of our building, we could get to a certain point of production uh, without busting at the seams, so to speak, right? So we knew we could get to here and we could do it well, and then once we got to here, it was one of two things. And, Chad, you can speak to this. 
we were going to have to do one of two things next year. We were either going to have to invest millions of dollars into infrastructure growth to continue to do this self-distribution on our own, or we're going to have to invest in another way, and that's find a partner, right? Um, and so ultimately, for me, the trigger points was volume. Um, and, I, and I always knew it would be, right? And that was Devin's point back in 2019 of we'll talk again, right? Um, not knowing that we would just continue to talk over the years as friends. But, but when we hit X barrels, Y barrels, Z barrels, at some point, we have to continue to hire more people. We have to continue to buy more trucks. And we have to continue to build more cooler space. We have to continue to buy more kegs. We have to continue to add tanks, which we'd have to do anyway, Right. But all this investment continues to happen, like any industry, to grow. But you have to invest even more to grow if you're a manufacturing company. And then once you're manufacturing, you're also a distribution company. I give Chad a ton of credit because Chad was the first one to say to me, I held on as long as I could. And, and that's, Devin, that's no disrespect. You, you, and I, you and I talked about that forever. I held on as long as I possibly could. Um, and I'm really happy to say that we were able to make this transition with, with very little overhead change. Yeah. Um, and that, and that's, that should be said. That's, that says a lot about our company and what we were doing with very, very, very thin overhead. For sure. uh, but Chad said to me, he said, brother, he, he came to my patio and he's smoking a cigar. And I had a tobacco pipe and he looked at me and he goes, brother, he goes, we're damn good at making beer. We're, we're damn sure the best in this area, probably the best in the state, maybe the best in the country. He goes, we're really good at selling it. And he's like, but we're not a logistics company. And it took, it took by the way, that was hard for him. Yeah, because the logistics part of it also reported to me. Well, but, but but like to admit that like we weren't able to keep hold up that. But you had bargain. to look. You had to look. Yes, we have relational equity, and yeah. yes, we're friends. But you had to look the president of the company in the face and say something that could potentially like, be hurtful to, to me. Well, and also saying I'm sucking at my job right now. <laughs> no, no. Let's back up. By the way, it, it wasn't hurtful to me because I I I, I get it and yeah. I get what you were saying. But that was the catalyst. Yeah. We were, said we were that drowning in success. We, we were drowned. We we had we had grown our company past the point of what we could manage. Yeah, and we couldn't and, be more successful. And literally, Devin probably remembers the moment. I I, I don't know, but that was at eight thirty on a Tuesday night, and I texted Devin immediately and I said, "We need to talk." And 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 uh, I give Chad a ton of credit because it was it was a very much a realization moment of. We have, we have been so successful past the point of what we can manage on our own without a massive infrastructure investment, right? right. Uh, the next morning, the owners had a meeting, and we said we need to have some conversations. Uh, and we, that's, when we started, that's when we started the conversation. And that was, I mean, Devin, to your point, I mean, we were, we were talking for three or four months before we were pen to paper. Yeah, that all takes time. And you know, there's some sensitivities there too, right? You know, you're you're wanting to transfer the the distribution over to us, but not not to uh, remove 
team members. Right. Not to, you know, let people go. It's just, hey, you, you, and we do this internally too. We used to fix all of our own semi-trucks. And we had two people on staff, just master mechanics, spending all this time turning wrenches. And one day I went out there and I'm like, man, we're not mechanics. We're right. not a mechanic company. We're a distribution company. We're really good at selling beer and delivering beer, and that's it. And we need to stay in our lane. So moving forward, we kind of changed the way we did business, and we you know, in- invested all that money we were putting into repairing our trucks, just into getting new trucks, which is a hard – like, to your point, it's a hard uh, – it's a hard conversation to have because that's a that's a very expensive conversation to have, right? Yep. And and so like same with you, right? I mean, um, obviously you guys make money or make beer to make money, right? And so same thing with us, we have to make money to deliver the beer. So you're going right. to have to give up some of the money, the margin you have to give Absolutely. to us. So it's hard to do because once you flip the switch, all things created equal, you're going to bring in less profit, right? Um. Unless, but then it becomes a volume game, right? Well, that's it. Unless we, unless we're gonna grow. Like if you, if you kick it over to us and we don't grow, then you guys are like, well, <laughs> why'd we do that, right? <laughs> so the point is to grow, and that's what we want to do, and that's what we're going to do. That's what we are doing already. But, Which yeah. before before we dive into that, because I want to, uh, do you have anything to add to that, Chad? <laughs> no, I just, you know, I, Danny, I'll put it back on you. You know, the two of us are. Uh, aligned in our journeys at Sonder, and I would say that neither one of us signed up to be a 5,000 barrel brewery. Right. Right? And that's where we capped out being able to do this self-distro, somewhere around that number. Yep. And for us to be able to move to where we want to go, and we're not stagnant, we're not happy where we're at, we're still hungry, we're still, you know, get up every day and we're doing this, um, we had to do this. Or else... Invest millions and millions of dollars. And to Chad's point, you know what I'll even say? Um, Chad, Chad even looked me in the eyes and said, this might mean my job. Yeah. But, but you guys mortgage your houses for this. Yeah. And we can't keep doing this. By the way, it doesn't mean Chad's job. It never will. I can't, I can't, I can't grow this company on the sales side to where it needs to be without him. So he knows that now. Uh, but but truly, he he meant that when he said that to me, and that says a lot about his character. I uh, I appreciate the vulnerability from all three of you. I, I knew the answers to all those questions, but I wanted to give you guys the opportunity to tell them on the mics. Um, you know, I think that the best leaders are people that think about everyone and are able to put each other in their various shoes and understand that you know, sometimes it's more important to think about the company than yourself and to there, – there's hard decisions that come with growing a place like this. And uh, the two of you never wavered in your beliefs and your thought process and your belief in this place. Um, and making the decision that we did was for the betterment of the company. Um, and I just want to reiterate to you, Devin, you know, I'm, I've been thrilled with the process so far, and we love having you guys. We're excited to have you guys as family. Yeah, and, it, and we're very appreciative of that. Um, and I was just going to kind of talk about kind of our thought process of yeah, absolutely. real brief history of our company. Uh, we purchased um, our company from um, a, a family called uh, the Dickersons, Dickerson Distributing. They were in Monroe for 81 years and decided to sell the business. So we, we got here seven years ago almost – January 16th to be seven years. At the time, we only had Anheuser-Busch, Yingling, and Coronas. That was it. And, you know, obviously, if you didn't have a craft beer to sell at that time, kind of behind the eight ball. 
So at first it was kind of like a, um, like, oh, shit, we have, you know, we don't really have anything fun and special to sell. But it was also a really interesting process because then we get to choose who we want to partner with moving yep. forward. And we weren't kind of burdened with too many brands. A lot of wholesalers took on way too many brands and just couldn't give any peace of mind. So we knew we weren't ready to do it right away. We had a, a, a brewery reach out to us day one. And we're like, oh, you know, sell our beer. And I said, man, we are not ready to sell craft beer because nobody here's done it. I'd done it in Florida previously. But anyways, long story short, um, the way we kind of decide who we want to partner with is just basically going to a brewery and meeting the people who run the brewery and just kind of seeing who they are. And I think we're in a really special spot where we get to choose people that we want to work with that are like us, share values to us. And that's not to say that there's not other amazing breweries out there that are still self-distributing that we've not talked to. And that's not the point. The point is like, there's awesome breweries in this. Do you ever say no? Honestly? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's not because we think that they're not good enough for us. It's just because... Sometimes it's not a good fit. That's it. And, and it's like, hey... And that's I, okay. I like this group, but do I want to work with this group? Because it's, it is a lifetime contract. Right? So... Um, if, wait, 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 wait. What? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I need to call my attorney real quick. Yeah. Uh, it's like, <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't... It's not necessarily, but it is essentially... No, a it, it is. Right? So, it is. When you decide to work with the brewery, you got to know, like, okay, is this going to be fun for both of us? Yep. Um, nobody, they, nobody wants to do business when it feels forced, man. Yeah, and, and maybe maybe people don't want the kumbaya stuff we offer. They just yeah. like, they, they're like, hey, don't talk to us. Just sell our damn beer. Yeah. And that's great. There's people for that. Yeah. But for us, I mean, um, you know, our first our first craft brewery is municipal, and like we grew with those guys. Like those guys had growing pains as a brewery. We had growing pains as a distributor. We worked together and we figured it out together. We're both better because of that. Yep. Partnership. That's right. And starting with those guys is what led us, you know, here, obviously we have a great partnership with, you know, guys at Warped Wing, Nick and John. I mean, fantastic people. Yep. Love those guys. Nick's, you know, cut from the same rug as us. We got to get him on the sneaker game. Oh. But other than that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's, he's, and then, and then Haggerty and Chase, have you ever met, Two people who are more similar that, yeah. that had never met before. Yeah. I mean, yeah. those guys. Uh, Haggerty, Haggerty, he's like the mad scientist as well. He that is. Guy, and he's had so many years in the... If the, only he could grow hair like Chase, though, right? Yeah, no kidding. No he's offense, had, He's had so many years in the beer business, and I'm like, you're not even old enough to have that many exactly. years in the beer business. Same um, with Chase. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly. Yeah. yeah, he got hired at... Uh, at 12 years old up in Wisconsin. Yeah, I, always, I always make that joke with Chase. I'm like, did you start a new Glarus when you were 11? Like, were you mopping <laughs> floors before you could walk? Like, what was happening? Yeah. But, back, you know, kind of back to our, our thought process. You know, because uh, we do so much volume with Anheuser-Busch and, and, and Yingling and Corona, it allows us, you know, the opportunity to partner with, with people like Sonder and, 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 and so forth. And that's the fun part of the business. Yeah, for sure. You know, like, I love selling Anheuser-Busch products. I do. I love it. I yeah. love selling Bud Light and, and Corona and Bush Light and Yingling and all the things we sell. But nothing can replace the feeling and the fun you have selling a, brewer, selling a brewery's beer that's made in the same town you're in yeah. and employing everybody in the same town that you're yeah. in. It, it is a, it definitely a special – it's like going to the farmer's market and buying all of your produce from local farmers. You just – you feel way better, and it tastes better, even if it's not better, right? I mean, yeah. 
But I, I completely agree. That's the feeling, the euphoria that we all get at Ohio Eagle to, to represent brands. And that's what's really fun for us to do well, and help everybody grow. So, you know, we were talking about the uh, the sticker program that we've, we've instituted. And what I wanted was because you guys are selling beer, we're in the industry selling together. But the one thing that you guys don't have necessarily is a home base. You don't have a brewery. You will not. Mm-hmm. Warped Wing is coming in. And, mm-hmm. But with you being so close, we are the closest brewery that you guys are carrying, I believe. It's close. Yeah. It's close. Yeah. Yeah. Municipal yeah. might be. It depends on uh, the traffic. Well, listen, the way the bird flies, this is closer. Ooh. But getting from, yep. getting from Westchester <laughs> to, to uh, Mason is, a, is terrible. I mean, no I, good I, honestly, you're probably right in – I don't know why my voice went high there. But, yeah. but you're probably right in the middle of between March 1st Municipal and us, right? Probably, yeah. yeah. Representing yep. – yep. and, and that's not why we did it. No, right? no. We but, just wanted you guys to have a space where you could have a shift beer. Yeah. We want a shift beer. We want, and I, and I hope that you do this with, the other, with your other partners, too, where one of, one of your reps, one of your drivers, somebody has a date night with a spouse, and they're like, let's go to our brewery. We want you to bring them here, right? We, yeah. Like, yeah. let's go to our brewery, right? Even though you may not directly be an employee, your paycheck's not coming from Sonder or March 1st or whoever it is, you're still part of that family. Mm-hmm. And we want you guys to feel welcome here. And you're part of you're part of the Saunders story now. Yeah, shout out podcast. Good marketing, Chad. Yeah, nicely yep. done. We've been hanging out enough for you to roll that out. <laughs> yeah, slip you a twenty in the <laughs> slip you a twenty in the parking lot. Right. Uh, I want to get to this before before we run out of time. So let's find out uh, how much of a Sonder OG fan you are. Okay, you claim to be. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hold your feet to the fire a little bit here. All right, okay? let's hear it. Give us uh, your five favorite Sonder beers, okay? But I'm going to throw a wrench in it because I, I knew you'd come prepared. I want your five favorite Sonder beers prior to us signing up. And Kate, you, so you can't name anything that we've released since November 1st. Oh, yeah, that's easy. Uh, <laughs> these are in no particular order. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You can't rank them. Just I give would us say, five. But I'm going to tell you my favorite is definitely Concord Grape Frosted by a mile. Oh, man. Whoa! Wow. We got wow. another Concord yeah. fan. You and Maggie Rinley. Yeah, yeah uh, that's right. Our okay. HR Maggie. accounting person are holding <laughs> it con- down. That was a, I don't want to say a life-changing because that's ridiculous, but it was a, <laughs> that was like a, whoa, that's really good. Nice. Okay. That was I love a, it. It's a very good beer. So that, is We that, need to run it back. Is that your only Frosted in the five? No. Uh, I okay. like. I would say that the... Um, I like the fruit flavor frosted better than I like the sweet, okay. quote unquote sweet, yeah, yeah, like bef- the, more than the dessert. The dessert ones, yeah. So I like the the boldness of the grape uh, for sure. So then uh, I would say family traditions as one because just one overall, one overall because they're okay. so you know the macadamia, the, the you know. Why didn't I think of that, <laughs> dude? That's a, that's a pro move yeah, right there. Just put them all in one beer. This guy, brand. this guy's been in beer for a while, yeah. right? He just lumped yeah. in a brand well, with adjuncts. Right. Let's be honest. Yeah, auto and all of the adjuncts <laughs> are so years of them. Well, you can't. Well, you can I, only get I one actually, bottle of I can, that each. I can so get it's not like you can try. try have it you tried time. any of this year's yet? I just tried the cherry. Uh, that's my favorite. Damn, that was good. Yeah, my favorite as well. Listen. I love Burbank County Stout. I mean, the OG. Yeah. I love a lot of uh, – I love – that might be one – maybe top three best barrel-aged beers I've ever had in my life. Come on That with was it. really, really, yeah, really It's, really, it's really my good. favorite as well. Not only the way it just looks good. Yeah. It looked velvety. It tasted velvety. It was yep. fantastic. Um, yep. So I would say uh, you betcha I love to death. Okay. Um, 
I like, um, let's see, my favorite everyday beer, like fridge beer, is Cato. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I think um, having the flavor of the Kato. coffee is really special. Yeah. And it's and it's a light beer, not a dark coffee All beer. All right. So you're you betcha, uh, Cato, yep. Family Tradition, yep. and Concord Frosted. Concord Frosted. Give us a fifth. That's tough. You have uh, so many damn good ones. Um, I would say Auto. Um, okay. You know, on a, just base auto. Base auto is really good. There's some really, really great variants of auto, obviously. Um, and um, well, it's probably a, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack here. Okay, Kenosha. Mm. Okay, Kenosha is amazing. Uh, Kenosha is probably my well. Okay, this is our favorite, this is our favorite game that we play. How, how many qualifiers do you, need many? To add, do you need to add to a statement for you to fit this into your favorite beer? I would say Kenosha is my favorite adjuncted beer we do. Wow. Man, I don't know. That's not true. Yeah. I can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> Carmen's is there. That's not enough qualifiers. How about this? No, I'll give you a qualifier. <laughs> Car- <laughs> Kenosha is my favorite adjuncted seasonal release that we do. Yeah. Listen, I can go down the line with... Listen, this is the most ridiculous Car- game. Carmen's amazing. The thing is, you guys have so many specialty beers. It's almost like you need... I wanted to throw Cato in there because Cato is... I'll, I'll probably drink more Cato than anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if I had access to... Carmen's or Kenosha, you're around yeah. because, like, you know, you, I, I love it. I'm, I'm here for what you're talking about. Um, I like it. I have a question for you three guys. Okay. What is something that you guys like to do or like that nobody in this podcast knows? It's a good it, question. Like, nobody, none of your audience has ever heard you say. Oh, huh. the audience Ooh. or the four people here? Audience. audience. Oh, okay. I was going to say, Chad and Justin, I, the three of us probably. I, I have a I have a I have an easy one for me, but but Chad, I'll let you go first. No, I can't go first. Danny, um, it's probably been alluded to enough. Uh, I mean, my hobbies are you know disc golf and reading. Yeah, um, I don't know if I talk about them a ton on this show, um, but I played ultimate in college, and then um, also really good at it. Yeah, I've played with you. Very good at it. I'm okay. Man, I yeah. watched some uh, <laughs> disc golf highlights on like Facebook. They pop up. Bro, some of these hole in ones, you're like, how do they do that? Bro, yeah. I, I've I've played disc golf with Danny several times, and I've never felt more unathletic in my <laughs> life than playing disc. And by the way, I grew up an athlete, like, and and I watched Danny throw a disc. See how I did that? That's cool, right? Yeah, I, not a frisbee. I, th- I watched you throw a disc. Hey, love that. So uh, frisbee golf. Yeah, he was banging chains out there. Yeah, uh-huh. that's a sweet sound. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like the old school uh, playground hoops. Yep. Yeah. Had Dude, the chain that, that's the sweetest sound ever. Well, are you a net guy or are you a chain guy? Oh, chain. Chain. Got to be It's one of the guy. best sounds in sports. Oh, it's so yeah. good. Yeah. I can't. I cannot throw a Frisbee to save my life. Yeah. Not so everyone can. That's all right. And 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 I didn't know this. There's multiple frisbees depending on what you're doing. Oh yeah. Well, that's guy, that's what got, got a bag me. of them. This guy shows up. He's got a backpack and it's got like 19 frisbees in it. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, well, this one's for putting. I'm like, no, 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 no. I have a putter for putting. 19 discs. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about? Um, I don't know. I I'll, I'll that's probably a, that, those are good answers. I'll probably do it a handful of times. Not a handful of times. Maybe once or twice while I'm home. Um, but I love taking a book to a brewery. Um, yeah. Just sit by myself at a bar. I love like being in the company of people and not having to actually interact with them. Mm-hmm. It's probably a weird thing to say out loud, but um, yeah, that's comforting for me. No, I get that. I mean, I feel like breweries have an energy. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you can't really put your finger on what it is. It's the smell. It's the the roar yep. of the crowd. And I think anytime you're not on your phone is a quality time spent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Chad, do you have an answer? Uh, yeah, this one. Oh, we may have talked about this, but since I'm headed there tonight, um, and this I say this because of the limited number of people that actually participate in this event. Not that I'm that good at it, um, but my brother and I are one of the best foaling teams in the city. Nice. Yeah. Are you a sidearm guy? I am. Kind of like Chad is. Yeah. So like, are I you take, a foaler? Do you know how to fold? Yeah, I do. So I take the approach of like, uh, think like shortstop turning two, mm-hmm. like that arm angle. And I kind of just, yeah, he, hey, he gets what I'm talking about. Yeah, because if you throw it like you're throwing a pass, the angle it comes in at, first of all, you're an overthrow like every Correct. time like I did. But the angle it comes in at, you need a sidearm to get some, like, hit and just get some chaos. Got some pin action there. going. I, yeah. throw, I throw rockets. Danny, Danny Harold is over, over the top. Uh, John Rocket. From the brave style, just bringing it. Yeah. Minus the racism that yeah. he had. <laughs> I, he's, he's John Rocker, not the racist John Rocker. Right. I'm trying to get people to like take a step back. When yeah, he, he's around. there for just straight. And it works. Yeah, it's good. You're going off the back net the whole deal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> coming in hot. Yeah. This is a good question, Devin. So I have a few. Uh, we've, we've alluded to it a few times, but um, as a kid, I was always a, a huge sports card guy. And as an adult, I got back into it. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of out right now because the hobby is ridiculous. Found yeah. baseball cards at Target last night. Stop it. Yep. They're back. Uh, bought a hobby box of 2021 update. Come on. That goes hand in so, hand with gambling, by the way. It does. So, and listen, shoes. Yeah. Listen, so everyone knows about my shoes. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows about that. That's well documented. Uh, so Chad and I actually, like, this is kind of a side, like, fun fact Whatever. Chad and I actually have a business, a side business for sports cards. Correct. Um, that, again, we've cooled on a little bit because of the current hobby. Uh, but it's something that will always be there. For me, it, I know, like I have, I have uh, one of my prized possessions is a Drew Brees rookie card that I ripped as a 15-year-old kid or whatever it was, right, that I then got graded and slabbed. And one day I'll give that to my kids, you know, or one of my kids if – pinning their into it. So I'm a big collector. I'm a big nostalgia traditions guy. Yeah. Um, so NFTs aren't for you. Listen, there's money to be made there. So I'm not <laughs> saying I'm not into it, Boy, but it's not the same. I, I feel so old. I don't even understand dude, it. Dude, I, I, mean, I get it. Like I read about it. I just don't get it. It's still just a screenshot to me. Like, I don't get yeah. it. Right? <laughs> Devin, do you, you mentioned sneakers. Do you have like a hobby that you're, uh, yeah. What, what about some, you? you get some free time you're doing? Okay. So, yeah, sneakers. I'm a I'm sneakers and bourbon. I mean, th- those are pretty easy. Um, I have this kind of uh, personal initiative to do something else with my hands at home other than work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so uh, reading books has been part of that, but uh, I bought this Lego set, this Bugatti. Bugatti oh, I love Lego it. I set. love it. Oh, nice. And the thought was to do it with the kids, um, but. This thing has 4,000 pieces. Like, they don't want nothing to do with it. So, right. I'll, at night, I'll grab that and just kind of, like, again, this kind of thinking and kind of, like, you know, just doing something else with my hands. And then I just recently mm-hmm. bought a, uh, a guitar. Oh, nice. With the intentions of learning how to play that. But that's not as easy to kind of learn because it's loud. You know what I mean? But yeah. uh, those are the things that, like, Is I that Bethany's do. idea? No. She wants you to learn how to play guitar? Well, she's, she's cool with it. But or, my, do you guys watch Yellowstone, too? We, uh, we have not started that yet. But I, on. it's on the list. We got to get through Shameless. This has been a drag this last season. <laughs> Jesus. 
Uh, yeah, so so uh, guitar, and then um, the thought the thought is is hopefully my daughter Reagan wants to get into she she has expressed wanting to play it. And I thought okay. it'd be cool to play it with her, oh, yeah. um, but it, even if I don't do play the guitar, it'll look good hanging on the wall. So that's kind of my thought. <laughs> I love it, uh, and that's a whole other world. You ever been in like one of those guitar centers, dude? Yeah, bro. Dude. I mean, you probably have for this equipment, this this podcast equipment. That is a whole other world. I didn't even know it existed. I have literally zero musical talent. Not not an ounce of musical talent in my body. I, None of it. I own a beautiful Martin acoustic, <laughs> and I cannot. That's a great guitar for no, you to not know how to play. And I can't play, and I broke my hand, so I lost dexterity in my middle fingers, so like on the neck. It's a great excuse. To, and to, uh, to, no, I just can't play. Yeah. And like that guitar does not deserve. To make the sound that I make with it, <laughs> because I can't close a note with with this hand. Yeah, that's so I I've got to, if I'm going to learn to use it. I've got to go Jimi Hendrix, and I've got to flip it upside down, and then yeah. learn how to play left handed. I've my, got a Martin. That's what my I got. mom yeah. wanted me so badly to learn how to play the guitar. I had like guitar lessons for like two years, like growing up, nothing. Uh, I, my not, daughter, my daughter takes lessons, and she plays, and she's pretty good, and she's pretty good. Yeah. So one day. Uh, she will inherit the. Yeah, it was my grandfather's Martin. And, that's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, it's an heirloom. It's yeah. like it's like a. It's like that's a different. Nice that's shotgun, cool. you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I just can't I mean, do it justice, and it still wants to be played. So I'm excited beautiful. to give it to her one day. Yeah, if you ask my wife, she would say that I have way too many hobbies. I mean, I bow hunt. I've got a lot of hunting guns, regular golf, guns, golf, sneakers, wake surf. Um, <laughs> Dude, sneakers, I'm, t- I'm telling urban, you, we're, we're too much. Yeah, I mean, we're we're. But I mean, here. you know, it's this is life, right? You yeah. Get, you get one life, and uh, you know, I have this this friend in the business industry. He's he's since retired, but he'd always say, "Devin, this ain't no fucking practice run." <laughs> he's and, not and wrong. He's, he's, he's right because he, he's, he's right. He was all, and, and that's you know, and you know, I've tried to live my life like that. Like, say yes to things. Like, yeah. you know, like, mm-hmm. hey, you want to go to the Bucks game just for thirty hours? God, I got so much going on. The worst time of year. But yes, let's go. Because you don't get the you, you know. You want to run, you want to run to Lexington tomorrow for yes twenty four hours. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, drink like, beer with. I want to. I want to live. You yeah, know what I mean? That's right. I'm I just don't want to be. I want to live, and I think you know. Along with that comes too many damn hobbies. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the oh, same well. boat. Um. Uh, you want it the last segment? Mm-hmm. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? Yeah, tonight I'm wondering. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? Is it a cover band or some college town bar? Where's night I'm not negative. Is it something to get you? So, Devin, here's the way this works. Okay. So, we give all of our guests the opportunity, and, and we'll let you go last, okay? So, we love beer here as much as we love music, mm-hmm. or vice versa. And this segment is just an opportunity for us to tie in music with our podcast. So, what we do each episode, each week, is we talk about a song that we just have on repeat that we can't stop listening to. Uh, but what we do with our guests is you can give us... One or both of a song that you have on repeat or one of your favorite songs of all time. Got it. Um, Chad, why don't you kick us off this week? All right. Um, so I, I've been wanting to do this song for the last couple of times that I've guest appeared on the podcast. And uh, 
but there's always been something else that's popped up. Um, it's not really a new song, but "Making Me Look Good Again" by Drake White. Oh, so if oh, that's a powerful song. If yeah. if Brooke and I didn't already have a song, that would be our song. I would say that's at least my song about her, right? Like it may not be our song, but it's that's a good. song that makes me think about her. That's good. Yeah, yeah that's a that is a badass song. Yeah. 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 Especially for idiots in the beer industry. <laughs> <laughs> that dude's got pipes, too. Yeah. Nobody knows Drake White, man, and that guy's got pipes. Yeah, he's really good. Super bluesy and soulful. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead, Danny. Uh, I've got a, like, kind of, again, probably another summer tune. Um, it's called Sunroof uh, by Nikki Yor. Uh, it's a good song. Um, came out recently. Uh, found it on TikTok. Nice. Yeah, back to the TikTok well. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna just I'm just gonna feed into the stereotype here that uh, that that uh, allegedly we play a lot of country music here. Mm-hmm. Big quotes. Um, yeah, big quotes. Uh, I don't even care, right? Don't like this is who we are, mm-hmm. and um, I'm still on my country kick or my Christmas kick. And I gotta tell you, so something super cool this year that that has developed for me is I get to. Um, I don't have to. I get to take my kids to school every day. Um, and then I get to be at home when they get off the bus. And what's come out of that is a lot of really cool relationship with my, my two oldest daughters. And uh, I heard a super mature conversation from Bella and Charlotte, my two oldest, who um, you know are, what, nine and... Seven, Seven, yeah, I guess. Um, and it's it's crazy, but uh, there's a song, there's a Christmas song by Brad Paisley called "Born on Christmas Day," mm-hmm. which is a song that if you go back and and play at, on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever it is, it starts with him uh, as a 13 year old kid on um, like a talent show and. The announcer says, uh, you know, this is his, making his first an appearance, uh, first appearance on whatever, and it was a television show. And he's like, this is a song I wrote four years ago. And he's like, and you're 13. He's like, yes, sir. And so he wrote this song when he was nine years old. And it's called Born on Christmas Day. And, and the song starts with Brad Paisley as a 13-year-old singing it, and then it goes into him as an adult finishing the song. And what was super cool is I got to have this cool conversation with Bella, my nine-year-old, who says, Daddy, I'm doing the math. That means he wrote that song when he was nine. And I said, yeah. And she goes, I'm nine. Wow. I, said, I said, yeah. And she goes, do you think I could write a song? And I said, you can do whatever you want, baby. And I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Every single night she's up in her room right now, like, writing songs. That's awesome. And so it's cool. Like, I love the song anyway, and I always have. And it's been a cool Christmas song for me. But it, it just it's it's a it's a microcosm of the conversations I get to have with my children right now, mm-hmm. uh, because I I'm I'm blessed with the ability and the flexibility in my schedule to be able to spend that extra time with them for sure. So sorry that was a little uh, that was a little long winded there, but I gave you some time, Devin. Yeah, you did, and that, and, and I think I had got too much time to be honest. Uh, no, about, like you, my um, my daughter Reagan is huge into music and. Like, one of our things to do on, like, Saturday or Sunday mornings, we put on music videos, mostly country. Mm-hmm. And she'll be glued to that thing for, like, six hours, and she knows yep. all the songs. So, um, kind of, I got two songs. One is a song that um, um, 
just kind of popped in my head today and it was Morgan Wallen and it's a song 865 and it's a phone number, right? But it, yep. uh, the song's about uh, this bottle tastes like your phone number. So like yep. this bottle tastes like I should call you. So it's a pretty cool one. Um, and um, another one that it's kind of hard to discover music now because like people kind of tell you, you hear it on a list, but there's this uh, podcast or Sonder, not Sonder. It's a uh, Spotify list that I have called Summer Vibes, and there's a song on there with Nick Hexum, who's like the one. This is the from. playlist you and I listened to when we were golfing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it it was a playlist that I originally found when I first moved here from Florida. When I was thinking I wanted Florida like thoughts in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, he covered uh, Ocean Eyes by uh, Billie Eilish. Okay, nice. and it's just it's kind of like a, like a. Uh, Reggae vibe to it, it's it's awesome. Do you want to cue that one up? Uh, I had eight six five, but I can find the other song. What was it called? Ocean Eyes, uh, Nick Hexum. It's just got a, just this vibe. You're just like, yep. so I actually I actually don't know this one. I, I probably I probably well I maybe know it if I hear it. Well, you know the Ocean Eyes song, yeah. But it's just got this little. Reggae type country. I love type it. Vibe. Uh, dude, thanks for popping on. This is fun. Yeah, we got to finish you. before uh, yeah. before you finish that because we can't cheers to an empty glass here. Yeah. It's bad luck. I'll wait. There's more beer where that came from. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, thanks for being on. Yeah, thank yeah. you guys. This has been awesome. There's uh, uh, a lot of really cool stuff coming. It's been awesome getting to know you guys, and you know this is a long term relationship, and I'm looking forward to. Yeah. yeah. Cheers, Same here. Cheers. Cheers, boys.